Welcome to the One Drink with John podcast. Today is episode 44, which is my favorite number, 44, (laughs) Eric Davis, 44. It is Creatively Speaking with Jessica Lemon. Jessica, welcome back to the show. Thanks. I think you should stop welcoming me at this point. I think I'm a fixture. You say that. Like an old couch or something? Oh, no, not of like an old oh, couch. Like a, a lamp fixture or a... Yeah, like a really modern, updated lighting that the house oh, desperately right. needed or something. Probably very expensive. Hard Maybe. to put together? Yeah. Maybe? Difficult? Yeah, a little slightly difficult? <laughs> Requires so, regular maintenance. It, that sounds about right. <laughs> so, Jessica, what are you drinking today? Do you know? I wrote it down so I, I could remember. I don't know because you poured it for me. A white wine of some sort. Yeah, so it's an apothic, apothic white blend. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, good stuff. It's very good. It's Yeah, it didn't taste like, I almost expected a Chardonnay, but it's a little bit sweeter than that. Yeah. Not not sweet, but it's like Being got this tangy, tart, yeah, but it's also light. And it's kind of crisp, so. but it's not, it's not too sweet though, right? Nope. Okay. It's very, very good. Got it. And I'm drinking a Mad Tree Phantom Forest Juicy Imperial IPA, which is one of the longest names for a beer, but it is absolutely tasty. Now, that's the one mm. that I had on Super Bowl Sunday, right? Yes. And it is delicious. Yes. You mean during, a... during the big game? We, can we, I'm sorry, I don't know if we're allowed to say game. the word Super Bowl on our podcast. I don't know either. <laughs> to bleep that. Yes. In post. So you like this beer as well. I love it. I, I thought it was really good. Yeah. Very drinkable, which mm-hmm. is a little dangerous because it's 8%. Yeah, I think it is. I don't know if that'll, I don't know if anybody will notice that by the time I get done with this <clears throat> Probably podcast. Probably not. You're but a maybe, pro. Maybe. Maybe. That's true. So, Well, Jessica, like I said, welcome back. And we wanted to talk about creative, being creative and listening to your creative soul. And um, I wanted to um, kind of start with, well, you've been... I mean, you're what we would call a creative person. You mm-hmm. write, you draw, you um, planner, you sticker, you do all kinds of, what are those <laughs> yeah. things? Scrapbook, yeah. Right. So you've been creative. I mean, if we go way back as a kid, you've always tried to uh, to create things, right? Yes, definitely. Yep. And I'm a creative entrepreneur, so I've turned my creativity into the way I make a living. So graphic design. All those things. Right. Mm-hmm. And so lately, uh, you've been on some crazy book deadlines. Yeah. But you're not yeah. for about a week. Yeah. And which has been nice. And you were talking to me about how you wanted to really get, you felt very creative when you weren't bogged down with a with a really strict writing schedule. Yeah. Um, over the, gosh, I, I mean, I don't think I've written any brand new words since the fall. So I have been editing all the lovely words I've written. But editing is a very technical part of the process. It's not a very creative part. It's a necessary evil <laughs> to right. writing a book. You have to edit the book. And so all of that technical work on um, three different books, actually, yeah, over the last few months good. has just been... It's kind of like doing your taxes for... Months and months for and months. nine months in a row. <laughs> <laughs> That's the process is just very technical, and by the time you are doing a final proofread of a book you've read five times already, you you don't really have that spark of enjoyment anymore with it. So you just have to trust that it hasn't turned 
to complete crap in the time <laughs> <laughs> between writing it and editing it. Um, it's just, you'd get a little burnout. So, so yeah, I wanted to take some time before I start my new book to do something that's not write a book. You know, I don't want to write a book right now. So I've been drawing, I've been, um, like scrapbooking by putting stickers in my planner which I always do every week but I've been making some extra pages and I started a reading journal to write down my book reviews even though I do that online on Goodreads the process for me is fun so yeah that's cool and what have you what have you been drawing then like what anything Um, specific I don't know if anybody's seen some people have seen your some of your cartoons that you've posted some different places I have a cartoon style I've mostly been practicing my lettering my brush lettering and uh, some of the fanciful lettering and mostly doodles honestly um yesterday I just did a page on like um I don't know I just drew different foods you know like coffee and wine and hamburgers and broccoli and I just doodled a whole page about it so um, I don't know. Sometimes it's just random, but I wanted to pr- play with my new markers and um, practice a new technique, and I didn't want to do it on the iPad. <laughs> I'm just right. trying to unplug right now. Um, I think there's a lot of value in that, especially when I've been so plugged in to social media and to, you know, obviously all my books are done on, on the computer as well. So Right. Yeah, you've been on computers for months and months yeah exactly yeah well you you kind of like you said you wanted to um get back into the creative juices get your creative juices flowing again and um but you really and you wanted to take a break as well and so it was one of those things where you also wanted to do it not to make any money right like this is i'm not like you know you're writing books obviously you know the books are probably sold or going to be sold or whatever but you wanted to do something where it was just, just for fun, yeah, and just, I just to kind of let that go. I just wanted and to. I think play. there's a lot of value to that. Yeah, no deadline, no contract. Nobody has to look at it. Nobody's gonna edit it, for God's right. sake. <laughs> right. No, right. Nobody's gonna tell me to fix anything. Uh, so yeah, it's been great. I even, I'm retaking B school, which is a. Um, I don't know if you all have heard us talk about this before. I think we did a podcast when I was doing B school the first time. Yeah, I think it's we a about Marie before. Forleo um, program. That's a six week program, and when you sign up for B school, you get B school for life. So I haven't retaken it in several years, and I decided since it started Monday on the day of my week, the you know the beginning of my week off, that it was kind of a sign for me to do that, and rather than do the class where she has all these worksheets that you can print off. Mm-hmm. So this and, is a, just to tell yeah. people what it is though. So this mm-hmm. is like an online class yeah. with videos. There's study, what notes and mm-hmm. planners. Worksheets. And, different, and worksheets, you just kind yeah. of, it's, it is business focused, but mm-hmm. it's more like, what do you want your business to look like? What are your goals, dreams? What's your profit goal? What's your, and it's, like I already have a business, so why am I doing this, right? But things Great change. Question. <laughs> like things change. It grows in a different direction, and um, even though I'm have a quote unquote week off, this isn't really work for me. This is I love business. I love being an entrepreneur, and I love to think of ways to improve. Um, so digging into that again with a different perspective 
than I had two or three years ago when I first took it has been really interesting. I'm thinking in a totally different way. Of course, the world's changed in that time. Also, you know, a lot of people are thinking differently. So it's always good to check in with that. But yeah, even what where I had been going with that (laughs) was um, she has these like printable worksheets where you're supposed to fill out everything on this form. And I decided instead to get out my Happy Planner notebook and my favorite pens and markers and just sort of do like this visual illustrative style. So of, not like a really official no, no. check mark, right? Yeah. Gotcha. So there's stickers, there's washi tape on it. There's um, I've done some brush lettering. I've I've doodled some drawings. I've used plenty of different colors to highlight so that, to draw my eye in different places. And that so that process has been very fun. Uh, even though I'm quote unquote working, I'm looking at this as a time to just sort of immerse myself in the process of it. Like I'm, you know, building this life from the ground up. And if I'm doing something in it that's not fun, I'm totally in charge of, I can stop doing right. that, right? It's right. going to require some creative fortitude. You're going to have to, you know, if you've cut off one of your income streams, you probably should make up for it in right. another way. Right. But uh, yeah, so. No, that's really interesting. Yeah, and it's, I think part of it is too that you're enjoying it maybe more even or although you're a you're a really good student so you're really good at classes but um i think you're doing it right now because and you don't really have an outcome in mind you're not like okay i'm going to take this class to make sure i make you know 25 percent more income next year or something like that you're just doing it because it's interesting yeah i have i mean i have a goal with it but it's not what it used to be I think the goal used to be, you know, I'm going to make X amount of dollars a year. I'm going to hit that New York Times bestseller list. Still waiting, New York Times. I'm going to, yeah, you if know. If you're the New York Times and you're listening, come on, get your act together here. This is bestselling Jessica Lemon. Let's get it together here. Yeah, so I think this time around it's a bit more gentle than it used to be. So this time around it's how can I streamline, how can I do what I love without you know putting myself through the paces of doing all the things I don't love like how can I either send that out the door for somebody else to do if it has to be done or eliminate it completely if it doesn't have to be done so yeah it's interesting how like your you know your business has shifted um you know you had what your best year ever last year which was great you were also Mm -hmm. probably your one of your busiest years as Mm -hmm. well yeah. Um, but yeah, you were just, you shifted. And, and I guess we keep going back to the, she created the life that she loved, that yes. quote from Maya Angelou or somebody. And um, we want, it's it, in your word of the year is grace this year. It is. Yeah. So instead of hustle, kill it, bring mm-hmm. home the bucks, give me some Benjamins this year, it's grace. And so you're trying to shift Plus, you've been on a, a crazy pace. Now, you do have a lot of books to do this year as well. I do. But you're trying to back off of that and kind of let more of your creativity come out. Yeah. So. Yeah. But So, for people at home, see, I also think um, that, because, now, you're like the classic, quote, unquote, creative person, because you're doing writing and drawing and things mm-hmm. like that, um, and stickering, because that's obviously super creative. <laughs> but... I also think that there's other ways to be creative because you talk to me about that. You're like, well, I'm like, well, you're a creative person. You're like, well, you are too Mm -hmm. in different ways. And so I think people, 
I think we were born as creative people, mm-hmm. like to be creative. Um, and if you believe in God, you know, God's the creator. And so if he created us, then... In his in, image, then... Right. Yep. Then you probably have that attribute, right? Yeah. Right. Cook. I mean, cooking is a creative process or can be. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, definitely what you do is creative with your gardening. I mean, you're looking at something that is just a blank piece of land and making it into this, you know, into rows, into beds, into plants that are going to grow. Some are going to grow tall and others are going to grow wide. And you're visualizing all that. Right, it's like landscaping. Quite literally trying to design. Yeah, I'm designing things, yeah. it. I literally have to design my yes. my farm plan. And then as the year goes along, it changes, of course, because sure. weather and timing and all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's, and I, I really enjoy that part of it and too. And the setup, I mean, right down to the setup of your farmer's market table is a creative, mm-hmm. you know, you had to learn how to set that up so that it was appealing to the eye, to the customer coming up to buy something, so... Absolutely. That's also very creative. Yeah, and I think, like, a lot of people, like one of my sisters, is very creative with what she does with her house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she takes these great photos of the way she does these creative, yes. you know, she does creative projects around the house and gets these nice paintings and it just does so many cool things. Uh, one of your cousins also does, can just refinish, and your mom does this too, just refinish, like, furniture. Oh, yeah. And they're just, like, they just love it and they just kind of pour themselves into this old you know, Chester drawers or whatever it is. <laughs> Chester drawers, yep. <laughs> Chester drawers. And uh, they refinish it and it just mm-hmm. looks amazing afterwards. So I think yeah. I think there's multiple ways. I mean, even, even like, you know, for stay-at-home moms, like trying to get meal plans together, like, well, that's a creative process. Trying to get the kids out the door, like whatever. All those things are very creative. And I think we just need to take time um, to do that. And I think the... COVID-19 thing that's happened over the last 12 months has really been kind of a pause, I think, for a lot of people. And they're looking for other things. And I, I feel like I've seen a lot more, like just on social media and stuff, people being creative in ways that they haven't been because they didn't have, quote unquote, time to do it. Right. Everybody's got a hobby. Like my my father, who's recently retired. Um, hi, Dad. He doesn't listen to this. But <laughs> right. <laughs> but re- you should. But he's recently retired. Just rebuilt his entire kitchen and i mean he made cabinet doors guys cabinets oh it looks he amazing did everything for it it's incredible yeah, the countertop looks awesome oh my gosh he's so crazy talented and um my brother has a 3d printer that he got for christmas a couple years back and that ramped way up because he was home all the time right and 3d printing a lot of different things his latest was a T-Rex head with antlers. So he's u- making really good use of his time. <laughs> That's great, though. But yeah, I think everybody's picked up hobbies, um, especially in 2020. Yep. I, I know my sticker craze went just right sure. out the window. I was sure, just, sure. I think we were all just at, at loose ends, didn't know what to do with ourselves, needed to keep busy. And looking for, you know, some something different to do. Yeah. Something to distract you too. So But no, I think um also you've talked to me about this. Um, I'm the kind of person that gets into different things at different times and I kind of obsess over things. But, you know, my obsession with trying to grow food turned into me quitting my job and having a farmer's market. Right. And so you never know where it's gonna go. And so if you're true. interested in something 
just kind of go down the rabbit hole with that. Now, I, I think, and, and, you know, especially at first, like, you know, you're doing something on the side, just have fun with it and enjoy it and see where that goes. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to monetize it and all that stuff. Just give yourself some grace. Just if you're enjoying something and it's really a great creative outlet for you, that's, that's super healthy for you. Yeah. I wrote years ago and we talked about this yesterday. Um, when we came up with the idea for this podcast, (laughs) Mm -hmm. we sat in the hot tub while it snowed. It was so great. Well, I talked about, um, many years ago writing a blog that I titled the upside of obsession because, and the reason I wrote that is because of my obsession with twilight led to me wanting to become a writer, which obviously changed the canvas of my entire life. Right. That one obsession. So when it wasn't like you started reading Twilight and you're just like, I'm going to read all these books and somehow make a bunch of money doing this. Like, no, you're just following something that you're really interested in. And you're just like, wow, this it turned into something amazing. Yeah. Which it doesn't always make sense. I, I feel like that's important to point out. I mean, I, I didn't read young adult novels and I didn't think that laying on the couch for a week doing nothing but reading. I mean, I remember John coming home from work and he'd be like, so what's for dinner? And I'm like, uh, I'm reading. I don't know. Help yourself <laughs> to whatever you find in the cabinet. Like, I didn't do anything today. Right. I sort of took that week off and that was another week off that I took very purposely from the job that I had at the time to just be. And um, yeah, it just really... It really spurred something on that I didn't, and took a form I didn't expect it to take. And that's still happening. So lately I've been, you know, obviously I love to put stickers in my planner. We've talked about Mm -hmm. that. But this has sort of morphed into my looking into art journals and junk journals and watching people cartoon and watching people paint. And, you know, because I do like watch YouTube videos just to get an idea what people are creating and making. Always makes me feel more creative to watch other people create something. Right. And uh, then I thought, yeah, just really feeling like getting back to actually holding the pen. You know, um, writing's a very different process than physically coloring it on a piece of paper. There's something very therapeutic about it for me. So uh, I started a memory planner this year, and the memory planner is to just highlight how I'm feeling, the world, current events. And in this memory planner, you know, I might lay down a few stickers, but I've been doing a lot of drawing in it with colored pencil. And I drew Gemma playing in the snow. You know, the other day we were watching her play in the snow while we were in the hot tub and uh, just little doodles and stuff. And it reminded me how much I love to draw and how little time I had taken for it. So I'm following this whim and I'm not sure if that means... I'm going to have a major career upset or if it just means I just like to draw sometimes. I don't really know if it's going to turn into, like you said, is it going to be a monetized thing? I don't know. And I don't think you have to know. You know, just lean into it. Right. So. Yeah, I think that's that's so cool. And, And if people are looking, like we had talked about this the other day, about like if people are looking for something to do, or even if they're looking for something as a, you know, as a side hustle or whatever, but it's like, look at the things that you love to do. What are the, what are the things that you love to do right now? Like, you know, I like to play golf and, and whatever. It's like, okay, how do you put those things together? 
you know, you like to read and, and write and drink coffee. You're like, well, how can I do that for a living? You know, <laughs> yeah. so you can also yeah. turn it into something else. But I think the key is not to stop yourself just because you're like, well, how can I make any money doing this? Mm-hmm. Like enjoy it. And if it really becomes something else, then who knows what it's going to turn into. Yeah. Or worse, like if you, maybe you were someone who was raised in a household where the thing that you loved to do was just wasting time, hmm. for example. Quote, unquote, wasting time. Right, right. right. Like, don't you know, do that. You're just wasting your sure, time. Sure, if you had like a really productive type of parent that was sure. like, you know, you need to be doing something productive all the time right. with your time. And, and a lot of times the things that pull us aren't very productive. I mean, before I became a writer, I read romance novels for 10 years. I mean, there's nothing productive about being curled up and reading a romance novel on the outside. But there is, because by the time I sat down to write one, I knew exactly how to write one. Right. I mean... In theory, I knew right. exactly. Well, you would, but you knew one. enough. But though, I knew but the rhythm so true, of the though. story, and I thought, okay, I'm going to try this, and it gave me sort of the courage to try it myself. Well, absolutely, and it's—I mean, it's the same thing with me in the farm and the farmers market. I mean, I had—you know—I grew up as a kid, you know, picking beans at a farmers market myself, or working for somebody else, and then you know, mom had a garden, and then I really probably like. Whatever, eh, probably 10 years ago I got into gardening at our at our old house and I was like I really want to grow some stuff and then I, I grew hops and then I grew broccoli right. and mm-hmm. carrots and that did was, start there yeah we had a little a very small uh, garden bed on the side of the patio yeah. I and I kind that. of expanded that and then I was like wow this is really fun and then I but I watched a bunch of YouTube videos yeah you know and I I was then I was into it and I was like oh then I went to some farmers markets and I just kind of got all this practice and all this knowledge together to the point where when I was actually taking a class, a physical class for for a week on how to become a market gardener, I ha- I mean, it was interesting. I remember one of the questions that the teacher asked at the very beginning, because there was like probably 20 of us in the class, and he was like, you know, raise your hand. How many people have, you know, are like, you know, good, gar- you know, like master gardeners? And I'm like, well, yeah, I've been doing this for how many years, you know? And so... But not everybody had that background, and so I already knew how to grow, th- grow things. To grow things, uh-huh. I already knew how to grow things. But mm-hmm. then it was like, let's turn this into the next level. So just because you're doing something because you enjoy it for free, not to make any money at all, doesn't mean that's not going to help you later on when you do come up with something you want to do. I mean, we yeah. talk about was it Malcolm Gladwell's got the ten thousand hours thing mm-hmm. that they talk about. Put in your ten thousand hours to be a you know to be really good at something. And I've talked about this with you, like you've put in your 10,000 hours just, you know, years ago, just like reading Entertainment Weekly, like that has to do with, you know, the entertainment industry, like, you you know, reading books and writing, like all these things that you've done, you know, some of the jobs you've had mm-hmm. and, you know, doing Party Light and, you know, network marketing, like all that type of direct sales, like that all has helped you become who you are Absolutely. to be so successful at what you're doing right now. Yeah. And so I think it's all about, yeah, it's follow your bliss. I mean, that's like if there's something you're really like, wow, this is really fun. I'm excited and I'm obsessed, like I do, obsessed <laughs> with that, which chess is my obsession right now. I'm not sure where it's going to go, but it's fun. And just go down that rabbit hole and enjoy it. And don't, you know, have, give yourself some grace. Don't feel guilty about it. 
um, just enjoy it and then see where it goes. Yeah. It, it might be just the thing you just do for a month or yep. it might be something you do for the rest of your life or who knows. I was going to say, as an aside, mm-hmm. um, you also don't need the best, brightest, everything to get started doing the thing you want to just try. Absolutely. I mean, if you want to shoot YouTube videos, you know, just decide you're going to do five of them and just fire up your phone and go for it and try not to worry so much. I mean, you should have seen the laptop I wrote my first book on. Well, we call it the crap top, I think. You but think yeah, you did a... call it the crap tub. <laughs> it was called a netbook because basically all it was meant to do was just hop on the internet. But I I uploaded Word on it anyway. Yeah, but that was what, I mean, and you were... It was just this little bitty laptop. Yeah. And I really wanted a portable type of computer to write on. And I mean, sure. I used that for a couple of years. I really did. I mean, I didn't start out with all the ridiculous number of Macs I have All now. the bells and whistles. Yeah, you didn't have your rose gold Mac. No, and I yeah. didn't have, um, you know, I use a tool called Ulysses now, which is where I do my writing, my drafting. And I didn't have that when I started. I just opened up a Word document and started typing. You know, I, I you start where you start. You don't have to have all the stickers to decorate your planner. I mean, I do, but you yes, don't you have do. to. Yes, most normal people don't. And but uh, yes. you don't have to have, I mean, I colored an entire page that I doodled and colored yesterday with Crayola Super Tips, and I bought a 12-pack of those for a dollar at, <laughs> at dollar, dollar General. store. <laughs> like recently, because I found Super That's Tips. Great. I also found a Crayola lettering book there. That you're supposed to use the super tips to practice your lettering, oh and they were a dollar a book, and I bought both books because I was like, well, who can, who can resist Why that? Not? And I also have a lettering book that's about brush lettering that cost me eighteen dollars. So I mean, <laughs> whatever, you know. Well, it's interesting too. Just like you know, when I started this podcast, I was like, you know, I think I should start a podcast. I don't even know where I got that idea from. I'm sure you gave it to me because you're super smart. But I was like. Okay, so I was like, all right, well, what do I do to start? Cause I, was I don't like, think I gave it to you, but you said, I think you listened to podcasts because you were traveling so much. I did, And you said, I was thinking about having a podcast, and I said, then you should do it. What do you have to lose? Because if you record it and you hate doing it, then you can quit. Right. It's really, there's no, right. there's really no risk with this, other than you tell people you got a podcast, and then in six episodes you don't have a podcast anymore right. you'd have to tell them so the podcast graveyard you're a big which by the way that's right? a big thing most yeah. people do that yeah but I mean I remember saying that to you just like just do it just try it and then I think I was like you you said yeah I just want to like open a beer and sit down and talk with people and I was like yeah you can call it one drink with John right yeah I think I came up with the name <laughs> you do <laughs> I, th- I thought it was you me do? I'm just kidding I think you uh you probably did you are well I'm going to go with you did. You're going to have to go back and listen to episode one. Yeah, we talk about it. But but it was interesting. And then so what was cool about you talking to me about that, I was like, well, I'm just so interested in so many things. Mm-hmm. So at the time, it could have been like the beer brewing podcast or the golfing podcast, the whatever. But you were like, no, you're interested in so many different things. It needs to be Broad, an open yeah. book mm-hmm. and that's why it's one drink with john i mean yeah. we talk about all kinds of different things and yeah. so i kind of modeled it a little bit after some of the podcasts i love to listen to but yeah it's funny i mean i literally googled 
you know, okay, how do you make a podcast? Because I didn't even know, you know, like you record it, but I don't know how to put it oh on there. Oh my gosh. And then the And cool then I had to build the website and figure out all the upload back end stuff and I didn't know how to do that either. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Luckily like, my ah. IT department who's sitting across from me here helped with that with that. But yeah, I I literally Googled that, like how do you do a podcast? And one of the blogs about podcasting that I saw, it said Record five podcasts before you upload it. Number one, you're going to figure out whether you actually like to do it. Mm. And he's like, uh, he or she, whatever. It's like, listen to the podcast. See if, if they suck. And you're like, I would never put this out for anybody. <laughs> then you know, maybe it's not for you. And so I literally recorded five. And then we figured out how to put it on a website. And mm-hmm. then, I mean, we're doing it pretty low tech still anyways, yeah. but yet it works. You and upgraded we, the microphone. I think that was did. about it. We did. You're not recording it on your phone anymore. I did. I think I recorded the first you five did. on my phone. Um, and then, you know, just like with Google Messenger or whatever it is, notes, I don't even know. I don't even Google know what Messenger. What are you even talking about? I There's mean, a Apple, little recording. Apple recording. <laughs> Apple recording. Record. Right. I'm so technically challenged. Phone. I don't even know how to record a podcast, but yet I've got, you know, 44 episodes on some amazing podcast. Who knows, right? Yeah, all because of a whim. Right. So, yeah, talk about following that bliss. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it's interesting. I also um, haven't been extremely consistent with the podcast because I don't always have something to talk about. But then it's like, you know, and then of course I was super busy in the summer with the with the farm. But it's like I also wanted. I just love doing this, and it's I enjoy it, and so I'm going to keep doing it. So you mm-hmm. guys are going to have to keep listening to me. Yeah, so. and I have to keep showing up, I guess, because you're yeah. with with COVID. You'll never have another guest besides me again. <laughs> yeah, the COVID nineteen does make it more difficult to have people over. Sorry, we, everybody. Yeah, you're I, stuck I don't have with rap. Me. Yeah, I don't have rapid testing at the door or at, mm-hmm. at their house, so it makes it more difficult. We will have some guests though coming soon. Don't worry, don't worry. But I, I remember um, Rob Bell, who we love to listen to his podcast. Um, talks about and he does a lot of creative classes and different things and he's just what does he say he's just like let's, let's, let's make some stuff let's make some stuff yeah one of my favorite quotes from it's Rob the Bell. Best. let's just make some stuff yeah and he's like let's just make some stuff whether you're making any money or not whether it's a business or not like let's do just you know why I love that something. because there's something about that that is there's no pressure behind it it's like let's just make some stuff you know right like, Right. It's just, I mean, it's so easy to pressure yourself. Even like something as simple as opening your planner and like decorating mm. it with stickers and washi. You know, there are a lot of people like, I don't want to use this sticker. It's precious. I don't want to ruin it. Mm. I don't want to put it down and do it wrong. Well, they're I don't, saving things yeah, and it's like never this using precious, it. precious thing that they're trying. You know, you're you're going to make things that aren't great. You're going to make things that don't turn right. out that well. But the thing is, f- going back to the sticker example, if I have that sticker book now and I'm in love with this sticker and it's my very favorite, you know, great, big, beautiful, floral sticker that I really want to put on the page, you better use it because in six months when you open that sticker book again, you're going to be over it. You're not going to care about it. It's not going to matter anymore. And you could have used it when you loved it. And now it's just sitting in the book unused. So whatever you are interested in, just go for it. Write the chapter. 
you know, write that first chapter. It's going to be terrible. That's okay. Right. There's something better behind it, though. Sure. Well, I was just thinking of, I don't know why it reminded me, but the, like the Wright brothers who are from Dayton, Ohio, they were just bicycle makers. But the first plane they put together didn't get off the ground. Right. And then the, what, they flew like 10 seconds and whatever, and then they crashed one of the other ones. So it wasn't yeah. like, oh, they came up with the... The airplane, they invented it, and it was just perfectly sailing. No, they no. they literally crashed, I think, one of their first ones after, like, their third or fourth flight, quote-unquote flight, because we would laugh at it because they only, like, went 100 yards or something. Yeah, and a much bigger risk than just putting a sticker on paper and having to pull it up and tear your page on accident or something, <laughs> right. right? Right, Crashing Absolutely. an airplane when nobody's flown before. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that's so crazy. But yeah, they just but they just kept at it. I know we we really let fear hold us back. I think we do. Um, we if you chase it all the way down, like let's say you want to write a book and you won't, and you keep saying, "Well, I just don't have time. I don't. I just don't have time. I just don't have time." If you really chased that excuse down to the basis, I guarantee you, there's a fear there. You, the fear could be you write the book and then you have to let somebody else read it. That could be your big fear. Sure. Or you write the book and then you have to publish it or you want to publish it. Or you're writing a memoir and you don't and you're like, "Oh no, people are know what my family's about." Yeah. Or yeah, you're writing a memoir and you're being really really honest about grandma who's still alive and you don't really right. want her to know what you think. <laughs> uh yeah, it's I think that's what holds us back from a lot of those things. So I mean, creatively speaking to use the title of your you podcast go. ding 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 there it is the thing the thing up oh, we have to we thing. have to drink because okay. you said creatively speaking cheers, cheers. <laughs> but yes creatively speaking i think you creating is taking risks it's absolutely taking risks yes there's an undo button but you can't get back the time you spent doing it you know what i mean like correct i read um on facebook was one of a post I wrote several years ago when I was writing a book called The Billionaire Next Door and I was in the middle of the writing process and was just sharing some of the details on my Facebook page. And what I ended up doing was writing 3,000 words that day that didn't work and I knew they didn't work and I felt like they didn't work. <laughs> and then the next day... I got up and was like, I know I'm going to have to delete those 3,000 words. I deleted 5,000 I say, but you kicked it up a notch, right? You deleted 5,000. Yeah, 5, so not 000. only did you write 3,000 in the wrong direction. Yeah. Yes. But I had to go back and chew up another, another two-thirds of that, right? So you're even down, down yeah. a couple days. And in retrospect, this wasn't in the post because I couldn't tell the future at the time, but... Right. In retrospect, I was like, and I almost had the, you know, that was like toward the end of the book. So then I finished the book and I remember getting my notes back from my editor. I had to rewrite the whole ending of that book. Oh, man. So not only did I like fix the like clunky toward the end of the book, the ending must was just crap. It just wasn't <laughs> quite what it needed to wow. be. It didn't, it just didn't sing. And so I had to take that all apart and rewrite it. Um, I mean, I'll never, on the one hand, you like, I'll never get the hours back. I'll never get the words back. But on the other hand, and on the brighter side is that I also learned something during that process. 
you know, every every mistake teaches you way more than your successes. Sorry, you're typing. I should have kept No, talking. no, you're yeah. and, uh... Uh, and um, <laughs> uncomfortable pause. No, I was just thinking that um, a lot of people think that I mean, it's easy to see success that <laughs> that um, when you see the end product, you're like, oh, my gosh, this person's an amazing writer or amazing athlete or amazing whatever it is. But you don't see all the times that they failed and all the times that they didn't do the right thing uh, or, or what they did didn't turn out. Right. And I mean, just... I don't even see that, to be honest with you. I, I'll go back and read a book I wrote five years ago and be like, I can't remember the actual process and I'm just blown away by the fact that it's like what it is it, it, because it doesn't come out that way the first time. Right. And then you cut from that to me sitting down to the blank page, typing the words chapter one and going, oh, shit, how do I do this? Right. How do I do this? Right. Well, you write one sentence and then you write one paragraph and then you write one page. That's how you do it. There's no... So we're typing a couple of thes in there and see what happens, right? Very, very, right? Very, very. <laughs> it's very, very quiet. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's, it's just a process and the thing that, about it is is you learn more during the process than you do from the successes anyway like right. the Absolutely. easy things that you make Absolutely. that come out right the first time which in a book it never does sure but sure yeah well I, even like so the super bowl was this past weekend and terrific tom won his seventh super bowl went to his 10th super bowl with a new team tampa bay and won so crazy. it was insanity yeah got his what fifth or whatever MVP he's unstoppable and it's crazy at 43 and it's crazy, but what's so interesting is if you look at his career, like he was a pretty mediocre quarterback at Michigan, um, or I'm sorry, that team up north, um, <laughs> as we say in Ohio. But yeah, I mean, he was a very mediocre quarterback, especially at the beginning of his college career. And I don't remember the whole story, but I mean, he didn't play a ton. He did start, I think, senior or whatever. And then he got drafted, and I think it was like the fifth or the sixth round. And nobody, you know, which they didn't think he was going to be that great. And he ends up being the greatest quarterback of all time. Why? Is it because he's a vegan? Is it because he's of Giselle? Why is he so great now? He is just, I, there's, it's a, Giselle, there's a drive. Isn't it? It's Giselle. Yeah. Damn it. I knew it's Giselle. <laughs> it's got to be. But no, there's a drive there. But he, he figured it out. Mm -hmm. He has some natural talent, of course. And, you know, the physical, you know, he's six, whatever. And, but he also like figured out how to practice. He figured out what works. He got a break. He got you know he got to play, and then it's like he just performed. But it's not what you see now. It's what it's all of the drop you know the bad passes. Yeah. You know, and all the things that he did wrong have led him up to this amazing place that he is. And he also pretty so. much does one thing, right? He does. I mean, like a quarterback's he, pretty complicated. But, but I yes. mean, I don't mean that. But I mean, he eats, drinks, and sleeps football, right? He That's doesn't. Right. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah he's yeah. probably got sponsorships and commercials and stuff. But I don't mean that. I mean, like no, most absolutely. of us are out here trying to, like, well, I've got a full time job, and on the side, I'm True. writing a book, and then I'm gonna, you know, sell things at the flea market all summer long on the weekends, yeah, and, or Etsy or whatever. You know what I mean? We're like, yeah. we're sort of like spreading out all of our concentration when really if point. you just zoom in on that one thing sure i think know? it's just get started i mean and if you're scared it's it's just like starting this podcast like what did i have to lose recording the first five podcasts 
on my iPhone. You know, I had the iPhone. I just started talking. Uh, I think the first episode, actually, I recorded about four times. Because I think you did it by yourself, and I that's did. when you came to me and said, I need somebody to talk to. I can't right. just talk to myself. So right. that's what you learned. I did. And part of your process is that... Yeah, I think I threw out the first three or four that I tried, which, I mean, and I was kind of expecting to do that, but I think that's what people need to do. Like, just get out there and make some stuff. Be willing like, to quote-unquote fail. Yeah, just do something. But, I mean, there's no downside. I mean, what? I didn't even spend any money to get the podcast started. And then website, we right. bought the. We I mean, bought the, te- well, but to mm-hmm. get started, I didn't. oh no, that's true. That's I mean, true. I could have done. You know, if I hated it, I would have mm-hmm. stopped. And so and then I think, we, then we did the the website cost money and the dot com sure. cost money, but that was it. That was really it. We bought yeah. this fancy little microphone. Oh, this thing is freaking amazing. <laughs> but it's yeah, like Blue Yeti. That, but you're right. To try it, it was right. nothing. So I think that's the thing. People need to get off the couch. Or get on. I mean, although you do a lot of good creative stuff on a couch. You but, never know. But yeah, I think people just need to get started. Get started. Follow the thing you're interested in. And if you're wondering, like, well, what am I really interested in? Like, go back to what you did as a kid. You know, what were you interested in as a kid? Because I think, you know, as we get older with work and having a family and kids and whatever, we have to make a living and mortgages and all this garbage, we don't remember the things that we really enjoyed doing you forget to play yeah and kids play they do that so well i mean what you were always a business person as a kid right you were always like writing checks and Mm -hmm. running a drive-through and all kinds of stuff yeah running a restaurant or i had always had a cash register always i was always behind a cash register taking everybody's money i just i wanted a business i wanted to run a business i remember my first job that i got at um it was Drug Mart, mm, and nice. I got laid off because the place was closing, the <laughs> terrible location they had. Right. And uh, I got to have my own drawer and ring people up and take Your money, and I am drawer, telling yeah. you, I absolutely loved it. I know that sounds dumb, because all I did was stand at a cash register and put stuff in bags, but there was something just so thrilling about it. Right. The fact that that was my little money drawer. That's what I pretended <laughs> to do when I was a little kid. And here I was doing it. Um, now, That's obviously, great. my you know future was a little bit... My future idea was a bit different from, <laughs> from standing behind a cash register. But Absolutely. I think that that definitely was something I liked to do. I liked the... Bi- I just love business. I love entrepreneurs. I love sure. business ideas. And I have been so driven in that direction, which I can thank for the successes that I've had, that now that you get to the point where you're like, okay, I did it. I hit this big money goal that I've had for 15 years. Finally hit it last year, right? And now I'm like, okay, now I'm going to do something fun because I'm tired. I'm like really tired. I've been hustle, hustle, hustle. And now it's time to play. So I'm not sure what that's going to look like. I mean, obviously, like you said, I have a lot of contracts. I have a lot of books to write. You know, I'm going to do my job. I'm not going to quit writing romance. So if anybody's... <laughs> don't panic. Don't panic. Yeah. If anybody's like, oh my gosh, what's she trying to say? Uh, I don't think... I don't foresee an end of that. I absolutely love what I do. But sometimes it just takes on a bit of a, a different bend to it. So... Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think that's perfect. We're actually coming up on the 44-minute mark. 
which this perfect. is the 44th episode. So I think this is a perfect place to stop. So, well, Jessica, thanks for coming on the podcast as always. And any links to some of the, th- any of the things that we talked about on the podcast will be on the website, onedrinkwithjohn.com. And Jessica, any final words at the 44-minute mark? Uh, could we stop the podcast at 44 minutes and 44 seconds? Wouldn't that be just on the 44th <laughs> we can. episode? I don't know what the clock says. But... I know, right? We're at 44.20. So ah, we'll, we'll do it soon. So. Yeah. Just um, yeah, um, try to play. You know, think like a kid this week. Just try to do something just for fun. Yeah. That's my advice. Fall your bliss. Let's make some stuff, right? Let's make some stuff. Make some stuff. All right. Well, thanks for uh, listening, everybody. Cheers.